today The liquor been taking the pain away I heard you was giving your chain away That's kinda like giving your fame away What's wrong with you? I sit in a box where the owners do A boss is a road that I've grown into I love you to death but I told you the truth I can't just be with you, I'm only you Yeah, I got one virtual, got one in that day is the only two Man, how many times have I shown and proved? Man, what's how many up? Times what up, what up, what up? Not trying to fuck up the wheels on uh -huh. the What's up? I am your boy Jersey, and we are back for another episode of Black Culture the Breakdown. Yes. What up? What up? We about to get this segment rolling. I'm about to get my boy Algin on the line, and we are about to get this conversation cracking from Gospel Artist Entertainment. Um, all right. Yes. Today we got the super dope Kenny Clutch coming in. I know you got a guest surprise, so we gonna clap it up. He's on the live right now. What up, Kenny? to get the conversation rolling. Listen, Black Culture to Breakdown is literally all about pushing our culture forward, all right? We're here to literally educate the people. Let's really grow and learn on how to take our culture to the next level in our own way and in the, in, in the dictation that we want it to be, all right? Let's, I'm tired of literally other people telling us what our, what our story is, you know what I'm saying? We have, we have control of that. Um, we have control of what we own. We got control of what we want to put out. We, we got control of how we perceive, all right? Yes. Let's make sure we keep the good work going. Alger, my brother, are you on the live? Let's get. Okay, he's not on here at the moment. Okay, we're having a little bit of delay. All right. Uh -huh. Sorry about that, everybody. Just a little bit delayed today. But in the meantime, there's a lot that's going on that's to be grateful for. I am 30 days away from being 30 years old. All right. <laughs> I never thought I would ever say that, but that's crazy. Uh, what up, talk about T Travis in the building? What up? Uh, but yeah, 30 days, and I feel like I'm gonna do something real special this time around. So stay tuned. I may have some surprises and some good things coming our way. 30 days, 30 years, 30 things. Uh -huh. Hell no. Nope. <laughs> I don't got 30 things to drop, but maybe we can get close to it, and we're definitely going to celebrate 30 days um, leading up to 30 years of success. So clap it up for all the Tauruses in the building. All right. Tauruses to definitely represent and stand up. Um, all right. So now we're about to jump into this conversation, and today's all about our creative journey handbook all right now i know that sounds crazy that's a title but there is no handbook for this creative journey that we're on what's up gospel artist entertainment he's here all right let's get him on the live all right gospel artist entertainment is if y'all don't know i need y'all to get to know them all right the creative journey let's jump into this what's up what up bro what up man first of all through with the new hair, you know. Push <laughs> through, bro. Like, first of all, my brother, welcome back to Black Culture. The breakdown. I feel like we have not seen ourselves on this live in quite some time, and I'm happy to have you back. Yeah, happy to. Have you it's back. been it's been it's been a while, but I'm glad to be back. Definitely, definitely. 
Uh, let's jump into it. I was just telling everybody um, today's title is all about the creative journey handbook. Um, and yeah. oh, there is no handbook to this creative thing we call journey, right? <laughs> like, Absolutely, uh, yeah. But I want you to tell us how important is it to be yourself in your creative process? Like, how important is that, Alger? It is very important being yourself in your creative process. Um, yeah. Being creative is a journey that allows a process to go to to uh, to take place to be able to be successful within it when i say that everybody everybody can be creative but it's all about how you are being creative you can't be creative and think that you're going to get the best results or thinking that it's going to be successful you know when you're duplicating somebody you know anybody can create anybody can create anything i can look at you know i, I can look at uh, a drawing and i can create a drawing and i copied that drawing but what stands out for me is when i come up with another drawing that is not duplicated by another by a drawing that somebody has already placed out there can i get an amen yes can we get a hallelujah amen yes. <laughs> so we have to so so being creative and and being um yeah being creative is also being authentically yourself um a, a lot of times we hear the word being authentic you know but do we actually apply that to our everyday lives when we are being creative you know you have to be original you have to be authentic in order for you to be able to pursue whatever it is that you're trying to pursue so everybody can be creative but are you being creative in a form where you're not copying you're mm -hmm. being copied so now let me ask you this um Aldrin. what if somebody's inspired so say now because there's a lot of things that recreate and come back around full circle but let me ask you if you're inspired by something and then you kind of take the ideas to put it into what you're doing do you feel that if they get credit that they're allowed to copy if they if they cite their sources let me ask you that if they're inspired okay um ask that question one more time i want to make sure that i got that if if they get inspiration by something to create what it is that's not really originally theirs but they're inspired by whatever they saw prior if they give the credit are they allowed to go ahead and run with somebody else's idea or you know mm. no so it's one thing to be inspired it's another thing to copy that's period yes so you can be inspired to become an actor but you're copying somebody when you're trying to be like them you can be inspired to become a singer but you're copying somebody when you're trying to sing like them okay. you can be inspired when you are trying to pursue um, um producing music but you're copying when you are trying to do it like them okay. anybody yeah. when it comes down to uh being inspired one thing i love about people that i come across like yourself is you have uh, you, there's a lot of inspirations and there's a lot of people that you that that you know that inspire you but you know how to find your own lane so originality comes into play with 
you know, being inspired with somebody. You can be inspired yes. by Tyler Perry, but there's only one Tyler Perry. Find your lane. You got to find your lane. You can you can work in the same field. If me and you say, hey, we're going to put out a song, and, you know, I'm going to sing a song, and you sing a song, I don't expect for you to sound like me. I don't expect for me to sound like you. We are inspired because we love music. However, we have found our own lane. Okay, and let the and that is a way going back to creativity. When you are being creative in everything that you do, you can be inspired and be creative, but know to be authentic and be original with your inspiration. Period. Yes, Algin, you better stop giving out these gems. We're gonna start. <laughs> right, he's gonna start checking, taking payments. He's gonna start dropping the cash app soon. Uh, um, because. <laughs> On that for free tonight, everybody. I hope you're taking notes. You gotta be authentic yourself in order for, I guess, whatever you really want to do to really thrive. Because I feel like you could copy somebody in the beginning and maybe get a little bit of clout off of that. But when people recognize that this is fraudulent, it's a duplicate, a copycat, Xeroxed. You know, there's so many ways that we can put this that you start to be like, yo. This is not really that authentic no more. Yeah. When when we found out that Millie, Millie Vanilli was not singing the records. Yeah. We immediately, it doesn't matter if they won Grammys, awards, whatever the case was. When we realized that wasn't your voice. Exactly. You you tarnished everything that you kind of built. You know what I'm saying? So I feel like just that slow and steady wins the race. Just be authentically yourself. And it may take a little bit slower because it may not be the trendy thing. But right. if it's good, it's going to catch on. And I feel like, I feel, I feel like through, you know, anybody who, um, who really wants to pursue whatever it is that they're pursuing, our ultimate goal is not to follow the trend, but to become the trendsetter and to set the trend. Yes, to set the trend. A, a a trendsetter is a person who is original, who is authentic, who is creative, who come up with their own ideas, and they are setting the trend so that way other people can follow their trend. But if we are supposed to be leaders, we cannot expect to be leaders and follow a trend. A leader do not follow a trend. A leader is a person that set the trend to be followed. Yes. Okay. Start dropping that cash out after we have to start charging. <laughs> so let me ask you this. If you're being authentically yourself um, and you realize you're not seeing the results that you want to see, when do you decide that change is needed to be made? Um, or do you still stay the course and be like, nah, I'm going to still do it the way that I've been doing it and just hope that something happens? Or do you feel like at some point you have to pivot if it's not working? What do you think? So I actually had this conversation with my mom the other day. And, um, a lot of times she encouraged me, you know, as, you know, as I'm going on my journey and building my career and my platform. And the one thing she said is you have to find what works for you. So you can have 30 ideas. Put those 30 ideas to the test. Find out what works for you. If this one idea don't work, let's go to the next idea. If this one don't work, let's go to the next idea. 
But in somewhere in those 30 ideas, there's going to be that one idea where it works for you. Now, when that idea works for you, you build on that idea and you build on that specific thing. And once it actually blossoms and flourishes into where you need it to go, then you can use that idea to start pushing those other ideas. Yes. Everybody want to be, I'm a model, I'm a dancer, I'm an actor. I do on real estate on the side, I bartend, and I have a side hustle. But <laughs> I don't understand how you can do all of those things at the same time. And some people some people have that gift. Some people can multitask. Some people can go from singing to acting to, to playing an instrument but, to, you know. At the same time, though, or does it, does it literally, Kim Kardashian is a mogul because she started off like this you understand what i'm saying and mm -hmm. she added on beyonce start off jay-z puffy all of them anyone that kind they started off with one tier you don't just start doing ciroc music i'm right all at the same time right never gonna get nowhere but you know what they did what you know what they did even though they had all of those those talents embedded with them mm -hmm. they started off with the one that's going to be the most effective okay let's go yes so when beyonce started out she started out singing Look at her singing career now after her singing career took off that's when she started going into acting that's okay. when she started to go into other things but she started off with singing Absolutely. so if that is your strongest if that is your strongest area start off with that but you have to find what your strongest area is that's a hundred percent facts you gotta find what your strengths are um and then what are some ways that you identify like what you're weak at like just being completely like transparent how are you like i'm like, not good at this specific thing and if you're not good at that what do you do to rectify that problem that's when you have okay so me personally <laughs> i would say <laughs> it's always good to get feedback from people like your mentors people who are in that field that that you know or have perfected that field it's always good to get feedback from them because a lot of times if they have perfected their field and became successful they know the ins and outs they know if this is your weakest area if you say oh i'm a singer and then you go to somebody like um simon cowell or something or somebody you know and they say you're not a singer they know because they know what good singers are. Hey. So now, so now that you have found yeah. out and you have to actually got feedback from, you know, or even if you go on America's Got Talent, America's Got Talent, they have a, a variety of talents on there. Mm -hmm. But if you come and say, for instance, hypothetically speaking, they allow you to audition for more than one talent. So you have three different talents to see which one is your weakest or your strongest area. Then one of them will probably be like oh you're you're strong in this area so we need you to stay in this area and we need you to present this this specific talent on tv because they already know so it's good to actually get feedback and to get you know some type of lesson from somebody you know within that specific area that you know they have perfected that area so that way you know if this is the lane that I'm supposed to be in. You can always go to somebody and get feedback, but always go to someone that can actually teach you and guide you and say, hey, 
okay, you have potential in this area, but I see you doing better in this area. So we're going to get on this area and let you go forward with this area. And then after you have perfected this area, we can start working on this area. You know, it's a lot of areas, but <laughs> at the end of the day, it's going to come together and it's all going to build up yeah. at the same time when it needs to. Okay. I can drop that one in Just my two cents. Okay, it's about two, no, it's about 25. Uh, because <laughs> uh, you dropped some nuggets on that one. Um, and listen, again, we're talking about just the creative journey handbook. And there is no specific way to go through your creative process. But there is certain things that you must abide by in order for you to get to the next level and the next level and the next level. And just bringing it back, I feel like let's just do a little bit of a recap so far. I feel like just kind of just trusting and being authentic was the yeah. first that you said. And I think that res registers, I think, the most true. You know, you just must be authentic and you must be original. Yes. Okay. And we're not copying nobody out there. No. All right. No. Okay. Then the next thing you just said, Aldrin, was um, deciding when change needed to, to, and it's just basically finding a mentor and finding people that are already professionals in the field that you yeah. want to be successful at. What's that called? Internships. Yeah. Yes. Right? So some guess what that may require? Working for free sometimes. Yeah. Oh, a lot of people don't want to talk about that. Everybody want to collect their coin. <laughs> hey, well, do you know what it is? to even have a coin? What am I paying you for if you don't have any services to offer? Exactly. Okay? Exactly. So now, let's just jump into another thing. Because what? in order, wait, wait, wait. Because in order to make a coin, you have to be marketable. Absolutely. Okay. Got that it. matters. It matters. You have to be marketable. And what does marketable mean? It means having something that people want to buy into. Exactly. So that's number one. And then number two, you got to just have a network behind you. I feel like there's no team or a manager or somewhat of a support system. or There has to be an army that's kind of ready to go for you, if that makes yeah. sense. Because it takes a village, you know what I'm saying? So make sure you, you start to inspire people that really want to buy into your brand. And that's how you start to create your village. Yeah. Yep. But let's jump into this. What Last question, Adrian. Uh, what advice would you give to aspiring creatives who feel like they're stuck? There's a lot of people right now that feel like, all right, I've been doing this for a while. The pandemic hit. I'm out of money. I'm out of ideas. I'm out of inspiration. What advice can you give them today? Um, in order for you to see the results that you're looking for, it takes dedication. It takes motivation. Yes. And it takes perseverance. Even in our weakest moments, a lot of times we're being tested. So when we are being tested, and that's just not even going off based off of on the spiritual aspect, but just period. Mm -hmm. A lot of times we're being tested to see how dedicated and how bad we really want it. You know, how bad we really want this particular career and how bad we really want to, you know, pursue this dream and this goal. Um, we have to be go-getters. We have to have that mindset. You know, yeah. you're not going to, you know, get it overnight. A lot of people who feel like that, you know, people have became successful overnight. Mm -hmm. It may have happened overnight, but prior to that, they have encountered many situations where they wanted to quit and wanted to give up and they feel like it wasn't going to be nothing. 
but they kept going and it got them it got them to that point where it may have happened overnight because there was you know there was dedication and there was motivation that goes for anybody you know we have a we have a lot of people who have so many great ideas and they have so many things that they want to pursue and they want to you know be able to just you know make make happen but it's like we get to a stagnant point where it seems like everything around us just freeze and it's like there's no progress no progression okay but it's our job and our duty and our mindset where we have to adjust and say, you know what? I know it may seem hard right now, but I know this is something that is great. All it I tell people all the time, all it takes is one person. Okay. One yeah. person. It's not how many people, it's that one person. You can have three people on your Instagram live, but out of those three people, there may be that one millionaire that's just watching you. Okay. That's ready to invest into your business. Okay. So whatever it takes, do not quit. We go, I'm telling you, it's going to get hard. It's not always going to be easy days. It's not always going to be sunny days. You're going to have some situations and some things to, to occur where, and trust me, I know because I was there. I was literally getting ready to shut down gospel artists entertainment. But at some point, at some point, God said, no. Like, he blocked that. He was like, yo, no, because I have something greater. I have something greater. I'm testing your faith. A lot of times God is going to test our faith just to see how much we trust him. And it is our job to prove him that and let him know that, hey, you know what? Yeah, I don't went through all of this stuff, but you know what, though? I trust you. You know, I'm, I know it's going to take some time. I'm going to keep building. It's not how many people see it. It's who see it. Because once that one person see your stuff, guess what? That's all it takes. Next thing you know, boom, you're worldwide. All it took is one person. Yes. So keep going. Do not stop what you're doing. I promise you, it's going to be rough, but at the end of the day, it's going to be worth it, and it's going to pay off. Come on. <laughs> what a way to close your segment, my brother. I feel like that gave me chills, because even if I felt like I was defeated, I don't no longer feel defeated. No. I am strong powerful i can do all things through christ who's strong. absolutely yeah and it just makes you feel like yo just don't quit mm -hmm. you're gonna get there and if you feel like you're doing something i'm gonna say this if you feel like you're doing something you're not getting anywhere study a little harder work a little bit harder and get better at your craft at your service whatever it is i feel like when you're excellent at what you do can't nobody take that away from you, you know? absolutely keep being good absolutely is. you know what I'm saying but I'll that's right David listen get motivated <laughs> and Royal Royal Brownskin is in here talking saying yes um she's clapping um the the Ray and saying the anointing the anointing destroys the yoke absolutely uh, Iori eight four hundred say good points Aldred say shit for real appreciate it Clutch saying you want to go fast, go alone. You want to go far, go together. That is a fact. Yes. All right. Too many gems dropping. Aldrin, this whole live owe you about $150. All right. I <laughs> so make sure you cash at him because he's taking payments and he's taking these all week for the gems. Cash app gospel artist ENT. <laughs> <laughs> yes oh man tell everybody where they can find you my brother and tell them what you got coming up next what we should be looking out for so y'all can of course y'all can follow me of course on gospel artist entertainment 
which is now GAE. I'm a GA Entertainment. And so um, y'all can definitely go and follow me on their um, same Instagram handle, just a different name. Well, same name, just the acronyms or whatever. But GA Entertainment, which is also Gospel Artist Entertainment. Also, you can go follow me. My Instagram, my personal Instagram name did change. So it is now at Officially Aldrin. That is at Officially Aldrin. You can definitely check me out. You know, hit me up. Stay connected with me. If you definitely want to, you know, chat, you know, I, you know, I talk with you, you know, I try to respond to everybody as much as possible. What we have coming up is uh, something, the 28th, the 28th is something that's going to be really, really special. If you, um, if you, like, if you've been on Gospel Artists Entertainment page, you'll see that I've, like, you know, put up a, a few posts where I just got the date, March 28th. 2021 is because there's something that's going to be taking place. We're doing a complete switch and flip for gospel artist entertainment where it's going to and since since y'all are watching, I'm gonna go ahead and give y'all a little secret. Gospel artist entertainment is now going to be a fake back faith based platform for the secular industry, which means that now we are going to be getting an inside scoop and look on everything faith-based pertaining to the secular industry, the entertainment industry. And this is going to be a platform where you get to see everything and, you know, all of the, you know, past experiences with them, current experiences. And, you know, we'll give you all more details about it. But we're definitely, this is something that, you know, God has laid on my heart to rebrand Gospel Artists Entertainment. So that is the major thing that is coming up. So, um, yeah, I'm excited. And so the official announcement will be made on the 28th. So make sure y'all stay tuned for that. Well, first of all, I want y'all to know that Aldrin McCullough, gospel artist, now GA Entertainment, is the largest gospel media platform in the world, number one. So I want you guys to understand that you guys are in the presence of royalty all right so yes. if you guys have any questions please feel free to dmga my brother we are ready to see what you got coming up and we're going to be here to support you every step of the way all right i appreciate uh, you and thank you jersey for always considering me to come on your live black culture is absolutely amazing and i appreciate it. i'm honored every single time Appreciate that. And man, we got so much more stuff coming up. And I know your platform is going to boom. And I'm sure y'all will be seeing me on day two a few times popping up. All right, we in this, bro. We're going to definitely catch up soon. Yes, sir. All right, man. Aldrin McCullough, everybody. Gospel Artists Entertainment. <laughs> so, that was Gospel Artists Entertainment. Um, well, how Gospel Artists Entertainment? Oh, there you go. <laughs> Yes, that was Gospel Artist Entertainment, um, aka Alger McCullough, and he's here to give us the Gospel Church. Super excited to see where he takes his company. Make sure y'all check him out. He is the largest gospel media platform in the world. <laughs> okay, that's a big deal. Make sure y'all check him out. He's a super dope fan. <laughs> but let's get on the line with Mr. Kenny Clutch, all right? He's a culture star. For What's up? What's going on, man? The family is, we got the family in the house today. We got Mr. Kenny Clutch and his wife in the building. What's going on? What's up? What's up? What's up? I'm chilling, man. What's going on with you? I'm feeling good, man. I'm happy to have you and your wife on the show. Um, tell everybody, let's do an introduction before we even get started in this conversation. Tell everybody um, who you guys are and what you guys do. 
Yeah, well, we are uh, the Thomases, Kenneth Allen Thomas, Jocelyn Thomas. Uh, I'm also known as Kenny Clutch, the dancing dad. Um, we are, uh, you know, a family of six, seven, if you include the dog. <laughs> <My dog. laughs> and um, uh, we have uh, four beautiful children. Uh, Aliano, 16. Our son, Caleb, who is 12 now. Javion, who is going to be seven this week. And then we have uh, Christian, who is three, who's going to be four in a couple of weeks as well, too. Got you, got you. Super dope. And then what's it? Yeah. As well? Say again? Yeah, I was saying, do your wife want to do an introduction? Do you want to do an introduction? Oh, yes. I'm Jocelyn Thomas. I am a photographer. Um, I'm a speaker. And I also create anything you could possibly think of, anything crafty, shirts, um, home decor, just a bunch of stuff like that. I create all that type of stuff. All right, so y'all are all creatives. We got creatives. <laughs> so let's get into it. So today's conversation is all about the creative journey handbook. And I'm not sure, I'm sure you guys caught some of um, gospel artists and entertainment section. Um, we're just kind of just helping people tap into what they love to do and how to get to the new career. Um, for you guys, um, you guys are already in something that's already super beautiful, which is raising your family um, and, and then showcasing it in such a positive light. I want to I ask you, Kenny, what made you decide to make that leap to be like, all right, I'm going to put my family on social media? Yeah, well, originally I'm a, a dancer by trade. Um, so I've been teaching dance for 17, 18 years and then um, actually became a motivational speaker. And um, what made me want to put them on, you know, social media, uh, really it started off with our son, our youngest son, Christian, who um, was born with Down syndrome. Um, and when he was born, he had a, a rare blood disorder um, with that. So his blood disorder, um, 14 months into his life, turned into leukemia. So, um, you know, during that time frame when we, we had got the news that he had cancer, um, you know, me being a dancer, uh, I, you know, wanted to dance for my son, you know, just to keep the positive energy going, like, inside the room. Um, the first thing that we had to do during that time was create and set uh, a, a positive atmosphere for him. So my wife and I, we knew that, you know, first and foremost, you know, we went to God and like, listen, like, what's the play call? And he was like, listen, like, pray around Christian, you know, before anybody comes into the hospital room. We don't care if you're a nurse, a doctor, a tech, a janitor. We don't care if you're a spider. You got to come in there with a positive attitude, you know, because my son's life is is on the line right now, you know. And um, we started, I started doing videos, dancing for him, really just to let our family and friends know that everything was okay. And, um, you know, if you guys are praying for us, cool. Just don't bring no negative, you know, energy from anywhere else. You feel me? So um, that that started when that started, like a lot of people started being inspired by, you know, what we were going through and how we were handling the situation. And that led to more videos and more motivational speaking and more, you know, uh, things that we wanted to do to help people that were going through the same situation. Um, or maybe they're going through a different type of situation in our particular story within this trying time that we were in. It, it was helping them get through as well, too. Got you. So, so wow. So you kind of just did it to really just pick up the morale of of, of your son that was kind of yeah. 
through that situation with Down syndrome. And today is World Down Syndrome Day. Uh, yes. So, you know. Yeah. Oh, yeah, we got the shirts rocking. <laughs> we got the shirts rocking. Can you tap in um, and tell us, you know, all about, for people that's not educated on World Down Syndrome Day and, and kind of educate us a little bit more on, on and how we can even help people with Down syndrome? So um, pretty much Down syndrome, is, another word for Down syndrome is trisomy 21. So us, we were born with 46 chromosomes, um, half from the mom, half from the dad. Kids with Down syndrome or people with Down syndrome, they're born with an extra chromosome, which is the 21st chromosome. They're born with three rather than two, which is why it's celebrated today, 321, three chromosomes of the 21st chromosome. Um, and they're so special in every way. I feel like when we, you know, were diagnosed with um, our child being in our womb, you know, potentially having Down syndrome, we were not educated at all. Yeah. It kind of made me afraid, like, hold up, what, what's going on right now? You know, um, we had no clue. We just knew that they were kids who were special, who were special needs, very different, unique. Um, obviously, some delay, um, but we had no clue exactly what it meant. Um, but we have educated ourselves, and we just want to honestly. Did you do that during? Did you do that during your pregnancy? Did you already start edu the educational process during? Or not? Not really, because we were just like, I guess, taken back, hmm. and it was like a seventy-seven percent chance that we he would be born with Down syndrome, and we were like, we're not a hundred percent sure. But I guess we'll find out once he's born. And once he's born, we're just going to go with the flow, honestly. Right. They handed us a book and was like, here you go. Yeah. Learn about Down syndrome. We never read the book. And we just kind of like learned on our own as, yeah. as life went on when we he got was with, born. Yeah, we got with different communities, other other people yeah. that, um, that have experienced this firsthand. Yeah. And that's kind of like really how we learned uh, from there. Uh, there's so much information that, you know, we don't know what's true, what's not true. You know, when you go on the internet, you, you can't really be too sure. So really what helped us was um, getting with people in other communities and other families that were able to educate us uh, more on, on Down syndrome. Wow. You know what, so let, let's, let, let's educate the people right now. What's one misconception about Down syndrome that you guys would like to clear up right now that people do? Yeah. Yeah, the one misconception about people with Down syndrome is that um, that they're retarded. Okay, yeah, so, so yeah. like people people use we use the word retarded loosely, especially you know um, you know in in, in hip hop or in culture or yes. wherever yes. in society we use that word very loosely. Yes. Like yo, you retarded for that blah blah blah. But you know, retarded you know to down to people with Down syndrome is equivalent to dropping the N word or something yes. like that. You know what I'm saying? So so the one thing that we we had to retrain ourselves and retrain our mind because we're not gonna we not yeah. gonna lie we used to say it we used to say it too uneducated uneducated you know what i'm saying but now that we educated and we understand like oh snap like i didn't know that this was associated yes. with down syndrome or people who have special needs even if they don't have down syndrome maybe they have autism maybe they have you know a, a different type of uh of I, I call it an ability a different type of ability that they have that um that people associated with with you know people being a retard or something like that you know now there is a such thing as mental retardation but in the context of how we use it is 
oh, oh, it's it's not it's it's offensive, you know. So you want to clear that up right off the bat and, and and knock that out. Like we don't we don't bang with the R word. Got you. Well, that's a complete fact, and I'm gonna make sure that now I'm aware of that. You know what I'm saying? And, and just like you said, that is something that because I think these are conversations that have to happen in order yeah. for these these stereotypes and these these things to kind of be changed. Um, and and I feel like there's so much there's so much talk on LGBTQ and there's so much talk on um, matters, but I feel like there isn't necessarily a lot of people that, that stand up for mental health. You know, yeah. Right. Um, and, and just different and different um, disabilities that we that, that people go through on a day-to-day -day basis, no matter if you're black, white, whatever the case may be. So I think right. being aware and just having these conversations are the key to kind of helping us navigate a little bit better. So now, Let's let's kind of jump into so that was one misconception. Everyone, if you're on this live, the word re retard is definitely needs to be eliminated from your vocabulary. Yeah, yeah. Let's cancel that, right? Can't, come on, cancel culture. <laughs> okay, that's definitely on cancel retard. All right, so we're canceling that. So in terms of in terms of now where you guys are at with it, um, what do you guys want to do with um, autism? And, um, and Down syndrome and all the different things that you guys are kind of exploring right now. What do you guys want to like what's the level? Yeah, I mean, right now um, it's more so advocating for, you know, um, all special needs, mm -hmm. you know. Um, right now we, we have a company, it's called The Shift Makers. And um, our goal is, is to help shift a million lives by 2025. And, and how we and how we plan on doing that? Our team has formulated a plan uh, through through motivational speaking, through through coaching, through life coaching, through um, different all these different forms. Um, even when it when it comes to giving in the, in the church or whatever the case may be, um, partnering with the National Down Syndrome Society, um, partnering with the World Down Syndrome Organization, like partnering with different organizations and even cancer organizations as well too. To, to help, we want to use our, our platform and use our voice to to help advocate, to bring more awareness so that people, people like, honestly, we don't learn about this stuff in school. Right. We don't, you know what I'm saying? We don't learn about none of this stuff. And, and it's like, you know, this is the more important stuff, honestly, you know, and I'm not saying that you, that you shouldn't learn to read, write, arithmetic and all of that. That's, that's necessary. But at the same time, when we get out into the world at like 18, we still clueless. Hmm. Right, there should be no reason why you why you live eighteen years of your life and you don't know nothing. Mm -hmm. Right, you don't know nothing about life. You don't know. Uh, I'm gonna be honest, like not to switch the subject and everything. I was, I was, I was with some of my students last week. You know, the teenagers, and they and they're going like, "Yo, we don't even know how to balance a checkbook." You talking like 16, 17 years yeah. old? They don't know how to balance a checkbook, and it's just like, wow. and now a lot don't know how to write. They don't know how to, you know, do signature, to write your name, you know, to sign a name. You know what I'm saying? So. Really, what I would love to do is to uh, to put in more education about people with special needs. Yeah. You know, like let's in, let's influence that in, into our school system. Let's let's get people to understand what that's about. Instead of being these kids are being bullied, saying that they're retarded or whatever, yeah. and all this stuff. You know, and it's like you don't understand what it is that they actually go through on a day to day basis. You know, this is how they were born. It wasn't. They wasn't. You know, they didn't choose to be born like this. They was really born like this. You know what I'm saying? Like for real, for real. So, so what I'm saying is, like, my, my son didn't choose to have Down syndrome. Mm -hmm. Who he is? 
you know. So if we can help and use our voice in a more powerful way and, 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 and have our story, you know, speak to, to millions of people across the world to help them, you know, that's that's really part of the mission, to help shift shift as many lives as we can. It's about living beyond measure. Absolutely. That's all. Yeah. And, and, and you said it clear, you know, your son was that choice or, you know, it wasn't an option. Right. To just kind of jump in because and you cut out a little bit, bro. You can't hear me? No. Okay, just All right, can y'all can hear me in the comments? Let me know if y'all can hear me. Can y'all hear me now? I can hear you now. Yeah. Okay. Now, but we, we'll figure it out. It seems like we're all good. Um, I'm just glad that you guys were able to turn it back around. You guys are exuding positive energy. You know what I'm saying? And that's what it's all about. I'm a creative director and a choreographer myself, too. And I've worked with kids as well that has um, Down syndrome and autism. And, and I know what that's like. It, I find them to be so because yes. because they actually they study things a little bit more mechanically. You understand that are considered regular are more just kind of like they're the ones that don't really pay attention. You know, it's a little bit harder to get the steps, but only people that take the time to get to know people can actually have that kind of understanding of that. So I think it does take for us to really step out of our comfort zones and really have these. Absolutely. And be around people that have these different challenges. So we can kind of propel the culture. Um, super dope what you guys are doing. So now talk to us about how you guys maneuver all of y'all children. So you have <laughs> the six of y'all, include seven, including the dog, right? Yeah. Okay. So now with all the children and then and then your special baby, how do you guys balance it all around? learn to become a team where if I'm lacking in something, he picks it up. We don't even have to talk most of the time. It's like he's on it already and vice versa. Most of the time he's working, I'm more with the kids doing that. But if I'm running Christian to therapy because he has therapy, you know, I got to run him to. If I'm running him to therapy, then he picks up whatever stuff we have to pick up in the house with the other kids and things like that. So I feel like we make such a great team where I don't have to be like, oh, babe, can you do this? Or why didn't you do this? Or this wasn't done and things like that. It's like, he's on it. I'm on it. Um, we have just created such a great just team yeah. where we are just like moving yeah. without like missing a beat, I guess. It's, it's you know? Yeah, and it's like, it's like we, now that the pandemic has hit and we kind of had to adjust um, like every other family, you know, and every other person in the world. Um, like even down here, like we made we made a decision. Like, all right, cool, let's turn the basement into the into my 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 personal space, my office, so that I could work yes. here, right? And like I do my my speaking events, I do my all my talks and things like that. I do it right here. If I can't get to, for example, next week I got a, I got a I got a, a speaking Cali, but I'm gonna be here in Jersey. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So we alter that then set up the kids you know upstairs to if they're doing homeschool home they got their stations that turn into a little handyman to maybe desk and stuff like that you know to make sure that they good 
and and really and then with Christian, uh, Christian is, is now learning uh, more and more. Like let me tell you, man, Coco Melon is a lifesaver. Yes, like, <laughs> he's learning so much. Now they got Coco Melon in Spanish because he's half Spanish, half black. So he's like, so he he is learning uh, both, you know, uh, Spanish and English at the same language, sign language, same time. So he knows his signs. He can, you know, he can communicate, um, you know, with the signs if he, you know, war, heat, uh, things of that nature. Um, so it's, you know, we we had to really figure out a, a plan of action. And really, like, uh, really instill that and train our kids as such. Like, they know exactly, you know, how to move in, in order. I grew up in a in a in, in a household where everything was in order. So, like, my dad is was a staff sergeant in the army. So, Sergeant Tom's coming in. It's like, yo, <laughs> you gotta get right. So, not not every day is a yeah, not every day is a great day. Someday yeah. this home is chaotic yeah. where it's just like, hold up, what just happened? Yeah. Where we're going to bed and we're just like, Lord Jesus, help us. Yeah. But we have learned to know that like every day is not going to be perfect and we're going to run into, you know, bumps here and there, um, last minute things, maybe appointments or something that we forgot. Like we try to stay on top of each other's calendar and always talking like the night before. What do we have going on tomorrow? We have boom, 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 boom. All right, I'm going to do this. You're going to do that. And we're discussing the night before so that our next day isn't like yeah. crazy, crazy. And if I could just say this, for any couples or anybody really, what's really, really important what helped us out even before we got married was our priority list. Absolutely. You know, and creating the priority list truly truly helped us put things into perspective mm -hmm. and for us it's it's god okay yeah. so i'm gonna say that one more time it's, it's god then each other so my wife has no problem with being number two mm. you know what i'm saying a lot of people sit there and say well it's my number one and my number one no my wife is number two my kids are number three absolutely you know what i'm saying the reason why my kids are number three is because eventually at some point in time you know, they're going to grow up out the house, right? They're going to grow up, they're going to get, you know, 18, 20, 24, 24 whatever. They're going to go up, they're going to go out the house. And who's left? Me and her are left. You know what I'm saying? Many times, that's why you have, like, divorce rate is, is 50% mm. of marriages, you know, are end up in divorce in America. Why? Because some people are putting the kids before each other. Yes. You know what I'm saying? So we have to be right with each other. Right, so that we can serve our kids, right? It has to go in order just like that. Like the kids didn't come before me and before me and her. So why would I ever put, you know, my kids before? Now I'm not saying that I don't obviously put my kids I obviously like put my kids up there, you know, but it's a priority to make sure I take care of my wife, you know. So it's a priority that she takes care of me, right? Vice versa. And then as we are collectively working together. Then okay, cool kids. This is where you guys end up, and then you got uh, you know, you got church work, you know, uh, extended family, friends, and all of that stuff, or whatever down the line. So I would definitely suggest create the priority list. You know, if you're having trouble in your in your relationship or whatever the case may be, create that priority list. Put that priority list up in your in your mental. Put it in your phone. Put it in in uh in the bathroom. Like wherever it is that you are at the most, when things arise and when challenges come about, you look at that priority. Always go back. Always go back to the priorities. It's, about, it's like your foundation. Mm. You know, when you have that, 
like you know things end up being a lot better you won't spend as much time being angry on on things that that should take five minutes to fix mm -hmm. absolutely man you dropping <laughs> uh, you have to start charging out here i know you're a motivational speaker, but we're going to turn on the start to bless your cash out for all these gems oh. uh, never put it into first the kids are third and wife and their own husband able to start that back. right whoever is left with you is your partner and you guys have to be able to still be able to move forward as uh right. so it actually makes the most sense when you have anything else falls in line after okay so yes. if nobody had any questions, answer them. All right. So he because he just basically broke it back into just the creative journey. Yeah. How do you guys find time to be creative together and then still get time to do things separately? And how do you guys find that? And let's start with the white first. So um I would say when we're creative together, a lot of times, because um, what I do, it stems from things that he taught me. So the photography, he was doing videography. He's not really a photographer, but he was doing the videography. He knew I had a passion for it when we first got together. He was like, I have this Canon camera. Here you go. Use it. Taught me how to edit. Um, the printing of the shirts, all of that. He was like, I'm going to get this machine. He started printing it. <laughs> He started printing, taught me how to print, and I just, I, I always had creative in me, but it wasn't until he started teaching me where I kind of just like learned on my own after that and started just running with it, and then my mind just starts just going, and I'm just, in my mind, I could be at the grocery store in the shower, and I'm like, something just pops in my head, oh my God, I have to go home and create this, and then here, it's like a big hit, or something mad dope or whatever mm -hmm. and i'm always constantly like babe is this is this cool like what do you think about this like should i change this should i change that and vice versa he does the same with me babe what you think about this like we're always bouncing ideas off of each other i'm also a writer a blogger and an editor so he's been writing books he's like babe can you edit this for me um can you look it over see whatever i have to add or change and things like that so i help him in that aspect so um together that's how we operate with you know creativity Got it. Yeah, you oh so now how, and so you've been an inspiration to your wife to Wait, I can't hear you that last part. It's hard. I said, I said, let's tap into you now because I said you give so much to your wife. And but you do so many different things. You know, yeah. you're a motivational speaker, you're a dancer, you, you know, you do so much. How do you find time to stay creative and then kind of push the bar um, and, and be great at what you do? Yeah. Um, one of my favorite speakers uh, said that there's 1,440 minutes in a day. Mm. That means we got 1,440 opportunities to be successful, right? That's Les Brown, right? So let's take, let's look at it, let's look at the entire day in its totality, right? It's 24 hours, okay? 
I got kids, got a wife, got a business to run, right? And there's people, you know, um, that that need uh, encouragement, motivation, right? Inspiration, all of these things, right? They need coaching mentally, spiritually, emotionally, right? So the first thing I got to do is I have to get with God, mm. right? Like yeah. it's a it's a necessity, it's a priority, right? There's no way that I can do all the things that I can do mm. if I'm not with him first, mm. right? So let's look at the entire day. The average person probably gets up 8.30, 9 o'clock, right? But the day starts at 12 a.m., mm. right? Day starts at 12 a.m., so that means you, you done wasted nine hours, right, out of your day, right? So therefore, you still got to wash up, you still got to eat, you still got to get to where you're going, right? So I'm talking about productivity at this moment, right? How can you be productive in a 12-hour day if you're going to sleep 12 hours out of the day, right? How can you be productive, right? So I look at it like this. My body takes at least six hours, six and a half maybe, to get rest, right? So with that being said, that means I got about a good, a solid, let's say 17 hours or so to get done everything that I need to get done. That means my prayer time, right? That means time with my wife, time with my kids, and the work that I got to do in order to bring home you know, money and everything for the family as well, right? So again, it's going to be talking about, you know, being productive and having your priorities in order. There's some things that you guys got to cut out, if I'm being honest with you. The, the reason why I'm able to do the things that I'm doing is because I cut out a lot of nonsense or whatever that, that I don't need to be doing in my life no more. Tell us what we got to cut out. Tell everybody what they need to be cutting out. You know what I'm saying? You got to cut out. You got to cut out the stuff or whatever that's taking up your time, mm. right? So, so... If it's if it's going if it's going to the club, listen, do you really gotta go? Okay. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like for real, for real, do you really gotta go? Mm. Like, is is it is it necessary to go? It, it is it necessary for you to spend so much time watching, you know, a Netflix show? Is it necessary? Okay. Yes. Okay, man. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> now, I'm not saying don't, I'm not saying you can't have fun. Mm -hmm. What I'm saying is, is put it in its proper place. So this concept I'm about to give you, Jersey, is called cleaning your room, right? So you remember back in the day, right? You ever, you ever, uh, you ever go to your room and you say, Mom, I can't find my favorite toy. Where's my favorite toy? You ever did that before? Like you just couldn't find the, that one toy that you always wanted to play with, right? Yes, yes. And the reason why you couldn't find that toy is because your room was dirty, uh -huh. Uh -huh. right? And there was toys all over the place, but it was the toys that you ain't want to play with no more, right? You ain't want to rock with the, with the macho man no more. You wanted the Brett the Hitman heart. You couldn't find him. You know what I'm saying? You you wanted you wanted to play with with with, with Stone Cold Steve Austin or whatever. You wanted to find those different action figures that you wanted to play with because you can't find them. It's because your room is so messy and so dirty, right? For example, my daughter couldn't find her iPod, her iPods, her AirPods for for months, right? Couldn't find them, and I kept telling her. Clean your room and you'll find them. Clean your room and you'll find them. Clean your room and you'll find them. The toys that you don't want to play with are the negative things that's clouding your brain. 
Mm. The toys that you don't want to play with are the negative things or the negative people or the bad energy that's in your life. When you clean your room, you take those things and you put it in its right place. You put it in the toy chest. You hang it up. You, 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 you put it, you fold it up and you put it back in the drawer. When you walk into that space, that clean space, there, right, is that positive toy, that one toy that you wanted to play with. Now, that toy could be your true purpose, could be your true calling, could be that one thing or whatever that you need to get you to the next level. And all you had to do yeah. was clean your room mentally. Many times we'll sit there and say, like, oh, um, he brainwashed and, and she brainwashed. And da, 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 da. I get that concept. But some people in life really need their brain washed. Why? Because their brain is dirty, right? Okay. It's some dirty minds up in this world. You feel me? So they need, they need, you need that brain wash. You need a cleansing. But Ken, you know, but now, how do you navigate? Because now you, you're raising kids in this crazy world yeah. where demon time is a real thing, right? Yeah. And, and you're talking about dirty rooms and dirty minds and when music is perpetuating demon time. And, yeah. and, 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 and this is what's confusing to everybody. Yes. How do you now navigate that to be able to kind of get even your kids to kind of be like, all right, this is just music and then this is real life. You understand? Listen, yeah. In a straight and narrow path. Listen, I'm I'm a I'm a strict father. My kids will tell you I'm a strict father. We monitor everything. Yeah. We don't. We're not the type of parents that's going to sit there and just let you go willy nilly. Because that's the problem right now. If I'm keeping it real, mm. a lot of parents would just sit there and give them the device. Devices are babysitters nowadays. Exactly. So our children have you have about one hour on that on that iPad. One hour. You got one hour on the Xbox. One hour. We monitor it. And not in the room either. And not in the room. In an open space where, where we can see. We walking by, we see what's on your screen. Right. You know what I'm saying? My son, my, they got the drive bys Which one of y'all do the drive bys oh, Both of us. <laughs> yeah. I'm that, I'm that, listen, yo, I'm that dad. What you doing? Okay. What, what, let me see what you watching. And my son will sit there and be like, dad, but but dad, I'm like, no, 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 no. I don't know. Uh, go, go back to the history. Give them more time. Which one of y'all is more likely to give them more time? More time? Yes. On the X Probably me. Okay. Probably me. All right. All right. He's, he's way more strict. Okay. All right. I'm like, oh, but I feel bad. All right. You feel bad. <laughs> yeah. I'll be like, cut that up. And the reason why I do it is because they need structure. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? There's, there's no way that in this day and age i'm gonna tell you straight up my kids rather be outside than playing video games yeah, that is very true they rather they rather play outside for hours in the backyard than play video games and we show and that's because we didn't introduce them to the video games early right because we want to do what we want to do and not watch them yeah you know what i'm saying so they my kids we brought them into this world you know what i'm saying therefore they're our responsibility you know what i'm saying it's all really about, you know, holding ourselves accountable. What type of father would I be if I was just to sit there and just let my kids do whatever they yep. want, you know? So in, in that regard, it's like, you know, you got to monitor what it is that they see, right? And whenever whenever TV is watched, we all watching TV. Yep. <laughs> okay? We all watch. Yes. We all, we all watching TV. Y'all not watching TV by yourself unless I put the movie on or your mom put the movie on or whatever it is. 
We'll put it on. Why? Because they sit there and try and try and manipulate our children, even with the commercials. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? Causing confusion or whatever, even with the commercials, even with the ads. Try to sneak it in. Like I feel like when we was growing up, it wasn't so out there, and I feel like now it's so out there. And I'm just like, no, we gotta we gotta be careful because the enemy works. The enemy works. Yeah. So. It's, it's it's dangerous out here. In these streets you know you know even I, I work at a studio i have a studio called lotus creations academy um and it's a non-profit organization in new york city uh, that focuses on, on the fundamentals of performing arts um and originally before the pandemic hit we taught a lot of kids um and you know it's a more focused then but now i would say that during the pandemic online on the phone the ipad and tablets and the box when we try to open up back the world a little bit, and them kids were not the same kids I knew before. Right. You know, and I definitely thought it, it was with the tablets, even in the class, they they going to check their phone every time. Yeah. You know, so there is one hour dance class for whatever you're going home to do for the yeah, one or however other minutes it is, but the rest of the day they have to go do that. So now I feel like there's a there's a disservice that's happening you know, with a lot of the social media, the advertising. So monetization from the parents is a hundred. And I'm very happy that you guys. Amen. Okay. Uh, people, feel, you don't feel like watching the kids, you know, but. Then the, the tablet ends up right. So we got to be able to make that change. Um, so, no question. Um, dope, by the way, clap it up. Y'all are giving us a whole bunch of life. Um, and the comments is definitely going um, going crazy. They saying say that. Um, empty beautiful. Or new more saying that's exactly how I was raised. All right, they say they're raising adults through childhood. Kids need um kind of rings. Goals. Everybody's agreeing a hundred percent with what they're saying, and you know it may not be a uh, the popular opinion, uh, but I feel like when you remove structure. Uh, that's definitely facts. Last question for you guys. How would you guys tell anybody say that, say that one more time? You broke up, bro. You can't hear me? Can you hear me? Nah. Say, I can hear you now. What advice would you give that are looking for? Let's talk about mom. Anybody that's going through a hard time, what advice can you give? So, you want to go first? Go ahead. I, I would say um, for us, it's keeping the faith because I feel like a lot of times as Christ followers, we say, I have faith or um, I believe and I believe this and I have faith, you know, whatever the case is. But I don't feel that it's actually put to the test unless we go through a hard time, right? And so for me personally, um, I always said as a Christ follower, oh yeah, I have faith, I have faith, but honestly, it didn't really 
get put into play until my son was diagnosed with cancer. Um, and when he was diagnosed with cancer, that's when God, I feel, was looking at me on a, in a personal relationship with him. And it's like, okay, you say you have faith. You say this. You say that. Are you going to, you know, walk the walk? Or, um, walk the walk that you're talking? Are you going to believe what you're saying to other people that you have faith and all that? Are you going to believe it yourself that I'm going to take care of your son? And it was a battle where I felt like God was like, you say that you have faith, but I need you to trust me wholeheartedly and just give me the whole situation with your son. And like I said, it was a fight, but I, as a mom, seeing my son in a hospital, there was no other way but to say, God, I fully trust you. There's no one else that could heal my son or take us through this journey. My mental health was tested. There was a lot that I dealt with as a mom being in the hospital for every single day, you know, that I had to be there with him. Um, and so I literally solely had to depend on God. So my advice is don't just say that you have faith in God. Don't just say that you trust God, but actually do it because he will show you. And if he said it in his word, what he said, you could take it to the bank. And yeah. so I had to learn it with the journey with my son. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think that, um, you know, a lot of us, we have the, we have a what if mentality, right? We got this one, what if mentality. And, if you look in Genesis chapter 18, right, where Sodom and Gomorrah was happening at that time, right? God was about to like like rubbish the entire the entire land is about to be wrath for you, right? But then Abraham came in to step into the gap. Even though he came to step into the gap, he was lacking faith, right? And the reason why he was lacking faith, even if he had money, right? He had he had fame. Right, he had everything. Like he had cattle, he had land. He was, he was Gucci. Like he was good. This man was living like you know some of the biggest billionaires or whatever on the planet. Right at the time. But then he kept saying this. Right, he did this. If you go back, if you read, like I think verse number twenty on down. Right, he kept saying, "Well, God, what if uh, there's fifty righteous people in the land? Will you destroy this land?" Right. God said, "No, I won't destroy the land." He said, "All right, God, well." You know, forgive me for speaking so bold, you know, but what if, what if it was 45 people? Mm. You know, God said, no, nah, I'm not going to destroy the land for 45 people. If 45 righteous people are there, if they're there, mm. I'm not going to destroy it, right? He said, well, God, what if it was 30 people? Yeah. God was like, well, I'm not going to destroy the land if there's 30 mm. righteous people in the land. He said, oh, wow, God. Well, God, what if it was 20 people, right? Right? He was like, God, forgive me for speaking so boldly, but let me just say this. Like, what if it was 20 people? He said, God, I'm not going to destroy it for 20. All right, God, I got you. I got you. And then one more time, he said, well, God, let me, let me just ask one more time. What if it was 10? Right? What if it was 10 righteous people on the land? You going to destroy it because it's 10 righteous people? Surely you will not, right? Not the 10. Because they didn't do nothing. God was like, I'm not going to destroy it, right? If there are 10, if I find 10 righteous people, I'm not going to destroy it. What's the point here? The point is the fact that even though Abraham was a great man, even though he was a father of many nations, right? Even though God was going to sit here and bless him abundantly, right? He still lacked faith, right? He still had very little faith. And you'll find this many times in, 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 in during, during his, uh, his life where he lacked faith with Sarah. 
he let with his wife, you know, going to Pharaoh and saying like, yo, say, like, imagine me going to Pharaoh and talking about something, yo, say you my sister, right? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, don't tell him, don't tell him because they're going to kill me, right? Yeah. Not having faith that God was going to save him already, like it was already done. The point what I'm trying to make is, is that we have to understand that whatever it is that you're going through is already done. All you got to do is go through yes. it. All you gotta do is go through it. If you if you yeah. if you just set your heart and set your eyes and set your mind on oh snap like it, the victory's already finished then oh let's let's just go let's go right I say this I say this uh, uh confidently because they said my son was gonna be battling cancer for over three hundred days bro three hundred days in the hospital right because of our faith because of our unwillingness or whatever to make sure that there was a positive atmosphere around him right my son beat cancer in 149 days less than half the time expected you know what i'm saying so so i and this is to the doctors they like yo we never seen nothing like this before we don't know how it happened oh we know how it happened you know what i'm saying we know that's god right so so to those parents out there to those people out there like listen guys i say this all the time when we change the mind we change the game right 70 percent of illnesses start within the mind so if they start within the mind we can end them in the mind right everything starts here first 70 percent. think about that number right so so all i'm telling you guys is like is every day going to be peachy no right is every day going to be great no right but the, the best part about the day is that you get more blessings than you actually see and the reason why i say that it's because the average person breathes at least 23,000 breaths just in one day, right? Every breath is a blessing. I said every breath is a blessing. Now, you take the number 23,000 and times that by how many days you've been living. And that's how many times God has been blessing you just in one area of your life, your whole life. We're not talking about you seeing. We're not talking about you speaking. We're not talking about you hearing. We're not talking about you eating and swallowing and digesting. We're not talking about that. We're not talking about you being able to walk. We're talking about you actually breathing the breath of life. Right? So, with that being said, you take that and you take that and run. And you apply it every single day. Every single second, you got a blessing. 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 But you can't even count how many blessings you got. You know what I'm saying? That's the crazy part. We get so blindsided by all the negativity, by by what somebody's saying on Facebook or what somebody posted or whatever here, and, and, and what they saying all on Hot 97 or something like that. We get all blindsided by all that, right? When you got 23,000 blessings just in one area of your life, which is the which is the breadth of life, we think so small of that, right? But that, that one small thing, that small thing, is is more powerful than anything else you know that's going on in our in our life why because we're alive and the minute we start breathing that's when it's over absolutely man take breath seriously not real and and that's what there's a disconnect because the fact that we're in because some people get up with breathing impairments every single day 
You understand? So we able to walk. Some people have no legs and all of this stuff. You never think that that stuff will happen to anybody that you know will happen to you. Until you're really faced with a situation that's like, it's really in my face. And now you really have so much more to be grateful for. Thank you for coming on. You're welcome, bro. Perspective. And that was real. Appreciate y'all. Most definitely. Tell everybody where they can find y'all and what y'all got coming up and what we need to be on the lookout for. Yeah, so you guys can uh, follow me uh, at Kenny Clutch underscore on Instagram. My wife, Jocelyn Thomas Official on Instagram. Um, what we got coming up? We got a couple things coming up. Um, on April 15th, which is my birthday, um, I'm dropping my new book. My new book is coming out. It's called Remove Yourself to Improve Yourself, Discovering the Greatness Within. Okay. Remove Yourself to Improve Yourself. Yeah. So... This is going to be this is going to be on uh you can get it on Amazon, you can get the ebook, you can and you can get the physical copy April 15th. It's also right ready right now for pre-order. Um so you can go ahead and, and pre-order your copy and everything right now. April 15th it drops and then uh April 19th through the 21st we are having our uh second quarter shift challenge. The second quarter shift challenge. If you want to uh get more information about that, you can go to my website. Basically the shift challenge is Helping people and training their mindset, right? Getting you to understand and, 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 and train how to uh, see the challenges that come your way. And as soon as they arise, you know exactly how to attack them. You know exactly how to like, you know, like, oh, I see that. I know what that is. Instead of receiving it, you learn how to experience it and put it in its right, uh, rightful uh, perspective. You know what I'm saying? Put it in its rightful place. So that's what we got coming up. And, uh, and then we have another event coming up um, May 7th and 8th is uh come alive shift makers presents come alive virtual growth summit so we're going to have some amazing speakers i'm going to be speaking my wife is going to be speaking um we're going to have some amazing amazing speakers that that's going to be a uh, part of that virtual growth event uh it's going to be super super dope may 7th and 8th for that absolutely well, yeah we gotta hear what they got he got a book coming up he got challenges him and his wife are speaking make sure you guys are tapping into everything that they're doing i appreciate y'all pushing the culture forward for the fact that you guys just is just helping push what how we view just you know people with special disabilities special needs um and just you being a motivational speaker your wife piggybacking and being a motivational speaker y'all are all inspirational i'm done i can't take no more tonight all right <laughs> <laughs> But thank y'all so much, and y'all will not be a stranger. My brother, when you're in New York, we got to connect. You, you dance. I don't see why you can't come in the studio and bless us with a two-step and some words of words. What's that? All right. I'm right, up, I'm right up 95, bro. Okay. Well, we're going to definitely link. We're going to connect off live, man, and we're going to definitely talk. Cause I Let's do it. Beautiful things, and, and and Jocelyn, keep doing the good work, and I commend you on everything that you guys have accomplished so far. Thank you. Thank you. In the black culture. My love, bro. Peace. All right, everybody. So that was Jocelyn and Kenneth, and I'm super inspired by pretty much everything that they tapped into. It was a real conversation. You know what I'm saying? Like, yo, parents, I'm going to just really talk to y'all real quick. Really pay attention to what it is that y'all kids are doing on these social media tablets. These kids are out here running businesses. How is 12-year-olds millionaires? That means they have access to phones, tablets, emails. They got bank accounts. I'm like, how you got Cash App and PayPal? Why is anybody PayPaling you? You want to say, like, it's just a lot. All of this stuff is just is mind-blowing to me. 
So we got to make sure that we bring it back and keep structure because what's going to happen is in the next 10, 15, 20 years, I don't know what we're going to be looking like in the next 10, 15, 20 years. Just make sure we just keep everybody on the lock and key, everybody. Structure is important. Kids should be kids and then let them grow gradually, but monitor your kids. It's getting crazy out here. But appreciate y'all. It's Black Culture to Breakdown. This is season two, episode seven, and it's all about the Creative Journey Handbook. I am your boy Jersey, and I am out. Deuces. <laughs>